back with your favorite crew. If you don't know, you will know. It's the Rough Masterminds, Fly Tie, my good brother over here, K Trey, in the building. What's going on, bro? Let's go. Yo, what's up, man? How are you, Ty? What up, Fly Ty? Anything good, bro? Anything good enough? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. It's just, you know, another day in the neighborhood, you know, just living life. Another day, another podcast episode, bro. That's what I like to say. You know, hey. every day I get up, I brush my teeth, and I look forward to the next episode, you know? Oh. That's how it got to go, you know? Like Dr. Dre or like like Dr. Dre's next episode? I'm nothing like Dr. Dre. You know why? Because I write my own rhymes, man. I write my own. You know, every bar is authentic on this side, bro. You don't think he write his own stuff? No, not, not, not ever. Not ever. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't believe that. I mean, you look at it. If you look at the track history of, um, you know, how he came up, I don't think so. You look at he he had Ice Cube in the cut. And when he ain't had Cube, he had Snoop. And when he ain't had Cube and Snoop, he had uh, M. So, you know. He had Pac, too. All my bars are authentic. I, everything I say, which is a bar, which is authentic, is just all me. You know, I got all, I got, I own my masters, you know. You know, I I, I believe it. Yeah, bro. 17 mixtapes <laughs> on all of them, bro. You got 17? 17 mixtapes deep. I own all my masters. I, and I don't buy any chains, bro. Listen, tell the people where you, they can find your mixtapes at, bro. Bro, you go to datpiff.com. You type in. <clears throat> uh, the first mixtape is called Tea Tree Oil. It's a real it's a real deep concept. And after you listen to that one, let me know what y'all think. And then I'm gonna give y'all the other sixteen because it, it's it comes in waves, bro. It's like levels to these. Le- you know, I'm not like a regular rapper. I don't want you to find me. You know, I'm like godly. You know, I'm the type of dude with Drake hair my mixtape, and then you hear him rapping about me on his next album, bro. So you know, we're not even gonna get into that because that's not what we're here for, Ty. You know, like you put my business out there, bro. And it's only because I love you. I'm telling you this stuff. You know, I'm being real with you, bro. But tea tree oil, go to check that out on datpev.com. You know, I'm I'm real serious about this stuff. And I appreciate you laughing, Ty. Oh, man. Check, check out my mixtape, tea tree oil, datpev.com. We're serious in the streets right now. But, yo, let's get, come on, man. Let's get to it, bro. <laughs> man, listen, we going to start it off with a little NFL. Listen, you know, we talking Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Listen, Tampa Bay, they've been a little, you know, hot and cold. They're on the two-game losing streak, you know. You think they legit title contenders? Hmm. I mean, in the last two weeks, you, you could honestly argue that, you know, they've been the most inconsistent team. Tom Brady, you can tell he's very uncomfortable in the, in this new Bruce Arian offense. But it's hard to bet against a guy that's won six Super Bowls, man. So, is it too early? I, I I would say that they're still Super Bowl contenders at this point, just because they off the strength that they have Tom Brady. They do have a great wide receiving core. Their defense is a little shaky and inconsistent, which I think 
makes it hard for Tom Brady to feel comfortable in their offensive line. If you look at a lot of times that they're not successful, the game with the Saints, you know, the last two weeks, it's been a lot of just them being able to get to Tom Brady early, and he's been uncomfortable not being able to throw throw the ball, you know? So I would say they're still Super Bowl contenders, but, you know, you still got to see how things shape out, bro. You know, what do you think? You, you think they Super Bowl contenders still, bro? I think they are, but not like the Saints, not like the Packers, not even like the Seahawks. It's really and truly, you're right. You can't count out Tom Brady being that he is Tom Brady. But you look at the Seahawks, they're 8-3. They're on a two-game win streak. You got... The Packers, Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind right now. They won their last game. And you look at the Saints, even without even without um, Drew Brees, they're still on the eight-game win streak. They're leading the NFC South. Actually, they're leading the whole entire NFC. The Saints and the Bucks are in the same class, man, because the Saints – their defense kind of it gives their offense so much confidence, man. And Alvin Kamara is playing out of his mind. This this the Taysom Hill is playing. First he was like a little trick quarterback. Now he's like playing out of his mind too. So you know they're loaded over there. I think with Tampa Bay, it's a lot of the uh, you know you can you can you can you know what to expect every week because Tom Brady has to throw the ball. You know who's that? Right. Who's that running back? Actually, that's a very good question. Mm. But I got an even better one. Huh? Do you think Tom Brady at this point misses New England? Yeah, I mean, especially with the way Bruce Arian handles everything through the media, like his uh, criticism through the media of Tom Brady, but like you know, he didn't miss that throw in practice. You know, you don't really hear coaches, like, deal with things like that. I mean, first of all, you never heard Bel- Belichick deal with things like that. Even on the craziest loss, he'd be like, well, we're on to the next week. And that would be the end of the story, you know. Right. They always looked forward. Yeah. I think it's like, <clears throat> you ever seen them episodes of cartoons as kids where everybody wished they had a rich parent? And then they get the rich parent in the cartoon and they're like, damn, I miss my mom. You know, like, my mom made the best tomato soup. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like when you say that, I automatically think of Fairly Odd Parents. That's literally what. I'm, yeah, I didn't want to say that because you know, teacher, or we out here. But <laughs> what I will say is, yeah, is that it's really like that. I think Tom Brady probably that's the only coach he's ever had. So when he thought he thought it would be what he had, plus what he wanted. And he got a little bit of what he wanted with with the new wide receiving core and things of that nature. But he definitely does probably miss the, uh, you know, the pillars of New England. You know, the things that he's been accustomed to for X amount of years. So to answer your question, yes, I definitely do agree. I definitely do think he misses the New England organization. You know, Yeah, because he's been there. You know, this is the only other team that he's played for. Yeah, at one point, 
Robert Kraft called him a son. So to go from your father's organization to working from somebody that's not your father, you can imagine the difference, right? Right. Well, speaking of New England, uh, they hold on to a 20-17 to win against the Cardinals. Cam, he had two interceptions, and he had a, you know, a little shaky performance. But for that game, you think the Pats won, or do you think the Cardinals lost that game? Well, given the way that New England's played this season, I'm going to say every win that they have, they've, they've earned. And you can't say that Bill Belichick doesn't know what he's doing at this point. Kyler Murray has been injured in the last two, three games. He's nursing a shoulder injury. And uh, I think we do need to keep that in, you know, in mind if we're going to figure out. Are you going to say the Cardinals were at full strength? You think about, what was it, two weeks ago where DeAndre Hopkins had that amazing catch. They're talking about that was the catch of the year. I, I, I believe I, I believe it was up to this point. It was Odell-esque, right? You can argue that. You can make that argument. You can. You definitely can. That's what I'm like. I believe it is catch of the year so far. So you saying that, do you think New England won or do you think the Cardinals were lost? Uh, to piggyback off of what you said, um, the Patriots, just sitting here and just looking at them, both Pats and Cardinals, they're pretty much evenly matched. Patriots really haven't been playing up to Patriots standard. The Cardinals have a better offense. So. They do. They have a younger quarterback, Kyler Murray. I mean, the Patriots haven't been playing up to Patriots standard. You could say that's that's because of Tom Brady not being there and getting acquainted with Cam Newton and Cam trying to fit into Bill Belichick's offense and not really playing the way Cam was playing in in Carolina. So if you if you've been watching Cam the last two, three weeks, since he came back from that COVID thing, he hasn't been throwing the ball the same. He doesn't look as comfortable as he looked the first couple of weeks. He doesn't. He he threw he threw two interceptions in the game against the Cardinals. Was it two? Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit of the Tom Brady and missing New England thing. Maybe he's missing what he was able to do, like you said, in 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 Carolina. So you know, the grass isn't always greener, so, man. The original question: Yes, I do believe the Cardinals. Well, I do believe the Patriots. I apologize. I believe the Patriots did win that game. Forward thinking, moving forward. Moving forward, let's go. The the Packers beat the Bears for the hundredth time, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was their hundredth victory. They beat the Bears 41-25. Monster game from Aaron Rodgers. He had four touchdowns, 211 yards. Now it's a two-man race for MVP. Do you think? Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league so far, going into week 13. But if you don't think so, who is it? Could it be Patrick Mahomes? That, that's literally the only person 
I think is having a better season than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if you look at the the, the schedule and the way it has played out, the only Aaron Aaron Rodgers only had one bad game, and I think it was against Tampa, right? Where he just like he got smacked in the face the first game, the first quarter, or the first half, mm-hmm. and then he bowed out. <clears throat> if I had to pick MVP today. I personally would say it was, it would be Patrick Mahomes. This, but if you look, he's almost on like fifty touchdowns and like two interceptions or some something crazy like that. Like, but yeah, if it's not Aaron Rodgers, it has to be Patrick Mahomes, man. I mean, I mean, see, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm sitting here looking, and efficiency wise. They got Aaron Rodgers ranked number one. Then they got Patrick Mahomes. But, but, and they got Kyler Murray down at like seventh. But that's for those who are saying that Kyler Murray should also be MVP. But, um, and it's crazy that this um, is only his second year, bro. You know, he's almost having like a Lamar esque season. Lamar Jackson. Yes, sir. But me personally, I think that the MVP race is literally Patrick Mahomes to lose. Me personally. Because if you look at the Chiefs, you look at the weapons that he has, they're making it easier for him. They're 10 and 1. They're on a six game win streak. But the Packers, the Packers are no joke as well. You don't ever count out Aaron Rodgers. Like Stephen A. Smith would say, he's a bad man. A very bad man. I would agree. But I just think the momentum that Patrick Mahomes has coming in from last season, winning the Super Bowl, them not being comfortable or resting on their laurels, they have enough of motivation and I think Aaron Rodgers him playing so well is definitely going to motivate Patrick Mahomes you can't say that that's not a real thing you know right but they're both definitely Super Bowl contenders you know in my opinion right I agree honestly I really think Seattle should be in the Super Bowl that's me personally I also believe selfishly that Russell Wilson deserves an MVP, at least one. It's shocking to me that he's been in the league this long and he hasn't won one. I mean, you have to look at the, the, the first the first stint of their success with Seattle. That was predicated off their defense. And even at, even at his best time, <clears throat> you know, I think when you put too much on, on, Russ, um, on his shoulders, you to put too much on Russell's shoulders, he has a, a tendency to make bad decisions, you know. Dude. You look at the way that the season started, he, he did have MVP, <clears throat> MVP momentum going into, I think it was like week eight or something like that, where he started throwing, he just started throwing interceptions wildly. He, he started like turning over the ball consecutively, you know. He couldn't even keep them on the field at some point. So I do agree. He does play well. And he is definitely the heart and soul of that Seattle offense and identity going forward. But he has to play better. And 
for him to to get into that the 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 top forward momentum to get MVP, it's gonna have to be something crazy, and he he does have that monster over there, you know, Megatron two point <laughs> DK Metcalf. I was gonna say that. Yes, sir. Because right now he he's he's to me. Russell Wilson is third behind both Aaron Rodgers and Pat- Patrick Mahomes in the MVP race. To me, those are my top three. But, you know, that's just me. You have to you have to really play well in those last moments. And Russell Wilson has definitely, you know, struggled this season, you know. Speaking of struggling, the Giants our New York football giants. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, they took control of the NFC East. They beat the Bengals 19-17. And the Cowboys lost on Thanksgiving Day to the Washington football team. Who do you think win the division going forward? Well, well Ty... Me being a Giant fan, you know what I'm going to say. I don't got to say it, you know. Is that your Giants biased, or do you realistically believe that they can win? I just, I mean, even we're going to have our, our, our struggles going forward looking at the fact that, um, you know, our quarterback is definitely out. He has this hamstring issue. But if you look at the way that, Going forward, I just think we have the most uh, successful or positive uh, path going forward. We have a hard schedule. Yes, we do. But um, the defense looks better every year. I mean, every game, rather. And you look at the way that the offense, the camaraderie, even the fact that they lost Saquon Barkley and we're still – I mean, it's a trash division. You know what I mean? I feel like even if whoever wins the division, they're probably they're not. They probably won't even win the first game. So, you know, you could you could pretty much bet that whoever wins the division, whoever they see after that wild card game is, you know, they're in for a rude awakening. I just feel like the Cowboys are a mess. You you could say the same about the Redskins and then the Eagles. Bro, they can't get their stuff together. They do. They're the only uh, team in the division that has their starting quarterback, and he's not making much of a difference. You know what I mean? I agree. Now, do you believe that this is the saddest division ever? I do. I know I do. Not a single team is over five hundred. Not a single team is near five hundred. And like. This division is really bad. And I'm if you haven't heard or caught on by now, yeah, I'm a I'm a Giants fan as well. But this is low key depressing to see that we are winning a division just by everybody else in the division being bad. Just as bad as us. Cause on a normal year in a normal season, we'd be last. Usually, the NFC East is the toughest division in the NFC. And that isn't the case. 
I would have to. I would have to say that usually, like the NFC is probably they usually break eight and eight, or, or you know, that was that was the big knock on um, <clears throat> the head coach in, in Dallas for a while, right? Like he right. only was breaking eight and eight, or whatever the case it was. But yeah, it is. The, it's definitely the saddest division in, in in history, in the NFL history. What I would say. Is, any Hall of Famer that played in this division that has passed is turning in their grave looking at this stuff, you know? I, <clears throat> I, yo, I, that's my story. I'm going to stick to it, bro. Every Hall of Famer that played in this division is turning in their grave right now, you know? Every single one of them. All of them. All of them. Vum. With the um at the end. In the vo- at the beginning, yeah, all of it, and the bass and the voice. <laughs> uh, we stopped talking about this division, yeah. bro. Come on, man. Okay, how about this? Since we're gonna stop talking about the division, how about we get into a little NBA then? Can we talk about something positive. Okay, since you want to talk about something positive, I got you. So, for those who don't know me. Steph Curry is my favorite basketball player behind Patrick Ewing. But that's neither here nor there. So, Steph Curry signed to Under Armour. Well, is signed to Under Armour. And he is starting his own Curry brand under Under Armour. Similar to what Michael Jordan did under Nike. Where he has Jordan brand under Nike and created the clothing streetwear culture line that you see today. And Steph Curry is starting his own. How much of a cultural impact do you think Steph is going to have going forward? I mean, at this point, I feel like it's hard to bet against Steph Curry. You know, to, if you was to ask that question when they was trying to figure out who who's better, him or Monte Ellis, and Steph had those ankle injuries, you know, you could have made an argument for Monte Ellis. You know what I mean? But at this point, I feel like Steph has changed the game. And similar to Jordan, I feel like, you know, Under, Arm, Under Armour was there for him when nobody was counting on him. And they're going to continue to believe in him. So, you know, I think going forward, and especially because he has this golfing thing, I think that'll work in his favor. And he'll be able to double it up in a different way. He might not be able to do what Jordan did with the streetwear, but he definitely will make his own lane, you know. If Steph has showed us anything, definitely don't bet against her. (laughs) And because you say that, not to bet against him. I'm not going to bet against him. I think he would have a huge cultural impact. I wouldn't say a huge cultural impact like Michael Jordan did. Because if you look China, um, you look... What did they have the 92 Olympics? Uh, Beijing? Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, China. So you look, you look China, you look elsewhere... 
Jordan globalized the game of basketball. Steph, Steph to me, is revolutionizing it now where you see crazy amount of threes being taken. You see people taking threes from the logo and whatnot. He was doing that first. And now you see every other player around the league trying to do what Steph does because doing what Steph does gets you three championships. But, you know. Chill with the three championships. Let's not gloat on Steph's three championships. I love Steph. We're gonna not, we not, we not going to act like he, had a, he ain't have that seven-foot monster for two of them joints, right? And it's, and then KD, KD won finals MVP twice, all right? Come on. I love Steph, and he averaged almost 30 and, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the finals. I do love him. And, and Iguodala won finals MVP for the first one. But that's neither here nor there. Steph Curry, without Steph, that team wouldn't be what it is. Or was, and there's no denying that. I'll say, Steph definitely, um, you know, he was their identity, and he's going to be their identity going forward. I think him establishing the brand this season, as him coming back. I don't know if you remember, but Kenny Smith on 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 national television called him out and said Dame is doing something, Steph isn't able to do because Dame was pulling up from the logo. They're calling him Logo Lillard for a little bit, you know. Yeah, he had, he had to go back and go watch tape. I remember that because he had to go back and go watch tape and then be like, I, like, I forgot. When I, I was an OKC fan, right, for a little bit. And when Steph... You were a Russell Westbrook fan. Yes. So indirectly, I was an OKC fan, right? I was a Westbrook fan. And when Steph pulled up from the logo for the buzzer beater game winner, I ain't never said nothing no more about this boy. No more. He the best shooter of all time. I thought Reggie hey. I thought Reggie still had a, a had it in the conversation. Hey. <laughs> this boy different. That's all I took the T V. Hey, you you remember you you remember that day where I was in the chat? <laughs> That same that same game. You remember how I reacted? Yo, I was so happy, so happy. All right. But speaking of Russell Westbrook, since you know you're a fan of Russell Westbrook, John Wall traded. From the Washington Wizards to the Houston Rockets for Russell Westbrook. Now, 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 before, before, you know, you you get all upset and you don't like it. Because I know you, Mr. K-Trey, I know you don't like it. Uh, I hear it in your voice. Yeah. It's not a bad move. Go ahead. Give, go ahead. You go ahead, bro. Give me a... You speak on it first. <laughs> it's not a bad move for Houston. 
for Houston at least. First things first, John John Wall shoots better than Russell Westbrook. Uh, okay. Off the off 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 the rip, John Wall shoots better than Russell Westbrook. Let, let, let's look at their stats, like just back to like back to back. Let's just okay, okay. Russell Westbrook was shooting twenty three percent from three point. All right. John Wall was shooting thirty, so technically. Technically, I'm right. All right. Technically, I'm right. He is a better shooter. Okay. They shoot about the same from the free throw line. Believe it or not, John Wall actually averages more assists than Russ. Okay. But, yeah, as I said, John Wall is a better shooter. What I will say, what I will say, is if I'm a Wizards fan, I got real happy, you know, because John Wall hasn't played in two years. He got off his contract. And Russell Westbrook, just from a career standpoint, he's already a Hall of Famer, dude. Just what he's done with the triple-double and how he he's – you talk about Steph has been able to change the game. Westbrook, just of a, a pure motor standpoint, he kind of changed the game too. You can make an argument he's the most athletic uh, guard of all time. You know, just with the, his explosive and his ability to run the floor, and most most athletic most athletic point guard of all time. You know, you could throw D Rose in there in his prime, and you really got a conversation or something, but. I think Russ just wanted out, and uh, if I'm if I'm the Wizards, I'm happy. I know Demarcus Cousins probably wanted John Wall over there, and they signed him. That's another thing. That's another thing. Yes, sir, man. Boogie and John Wall back together again. I think um, Demarcus Cousins signing to the Rockets is, has low key been one of the, the the crazier thing in free agency that went under the radar. You know. You think that's good for the Rockets? I mean. Anything to try to kind of find an identity and appease Harden to make him stay. Remember, he did turn on an extension, and, you know, they're trying to make him happy. Remember, there was a report. I don't know how true it was. He went on Instagram and showed a a picture of a bottle cap, meaning if you don't know, you know, if if you ain't from the streets, that means it's cap, you know. And that's what these young boys call lying, you know, to me. Yeah, so I guess it is cap. Um, you said that they said that he wasn't happy or whatever. So I'm not too sure. What, how do you feel about? It? You think it's a good thing for Houston? Being that they had no bigs and they had PJ Tucker playing, they gonna have majority the, the, of the, the center and most NBA, yes. NBA all rested because they they got cousins ain't played in like two years. You got uh, John Wall ain't played. You got a Gerald Green. They just saw Gerald Green. I don't know when, when he. I don't know where he was at. Well, he he's signed and he's gonna like compete for a, a spot. Excuse me, in training camp. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So they got the. They can't say they wasn't resting. You know, and Harden didn't play in the playoffs. You know, so they got they got NBA all rested. I'll give Houston that much. Yeah, that's true. 
Well, moving forward, you got the Los Angeles Lakers, all the moves that they made. Signed Montrez Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Saul, Wesley Matthews. That one really surprised me. From the last episode, that surprised me. Right? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. West, right. West Matthews was the, was the low key of what they needed. It was. It was. It was traded away Danny Green, and the weird thing about the Lakers, they still haven't re-signed Anthony Davis yet. What do you think? What do you think is going on with that? I mean, I think everybody's trying to wait to see what Giannis is doing. If he turns out his extension, then the Lakers probably want a chance to sign or even get into a meeting was having him on the table, you know. You talked about, remember they signed, you said they signed his little brother, right? So right. his little brother got a ring, and his little brother ain't never played, you know, ain't really had a circumstantial role in that. I mean, LeBron came out on, a, on I think it was a podcast, that Channing, Channing Fry podcast, and gave every player. Road trip. Yeah, I think he was on the show, and he came out and said everybody that played a role, played, you know, was important so you know he's trying to give everybody credit trying to show you the world best teammate and how talk about teammates managing a fast break with Giannis on the left and you got AD on the right you know that sounds a little scary to me you know speaking of scary you know something a little scary the Clippers went and signed Serge Ibaka away from the Raptors. That championship team from the Raptors is slowly, slowly starting to disintegrate. You think that Ibaka signing was enough to keep them in the conversation for being title contenders? Being that they lost Montrezl Harrell? I mean, if you take it from a player-to-player standpoint, Serge Ibaka is definitely a better player. Than Montrez Harrell, you know he did come up with the Clippers, and I think it was a shocking move to see him go with the Lakers, and for them to lose him to the Lakers, that's kind of like it's almost like a little petty of a move kind of thing, you know. Now he really got a chip on his shoulder because he's playing across the street, or whatever the whatever the circumstantial is. But for me, I think the Clippers still they are. If they had to go over the luxury tax to get Rajon Rondo, I, I would have did it just because you know, they needed a point guard. But Reggie Jackson is not going to cut it. He already lost um, you know, they lost that dude to Brooklyn. They traded him away. Uh, his name slips my mind, man. Shamit? Yeah, yeah, Shamit, Shamit. Landry, ah. Landry Shamit. That's his name. Yeah, so they definitely losing people. They talking about they even might trade away Lou Williams, try to see who they could get for him. So if they, right. I think they they kind of losing their identity, and having Kawhi Leonard not be, you know, who LeBron James is in the same city, it's always going to put a little bit more pressure on them. You know, absolutely right there. Who you think the being that they got rid of Shamit, who you think is gonna be the, the floor general 
slash locker room leader going forward? Well, I think Ty Tyrone Lu kind of gives them a little bit of an identity going forward. You know, a, a fresh voice. He was there last year, so he could kind of see what they did wrong, similar to his situation in Cleveland when he took over for, you know, the guy from overseas who LeBron pushed <laughs> at one point. Um, but in terms of that point guard, maybe it'd be one of the guys they drafted. You know, I think maybe Kawhi Leonard going forward, he's going to have to, you know, speak up a little more. I think um, the way that uh, Pat Bev got clowned this year after all his antics and how he flamed out, he definitely has something to prove. So, you know, he, he has to come back in, you know, and definitely play with a chip on his shoulder again and show that he's, he could be not a top tier, but at least, you know, make people work for their money. You know, and who knows? Maybe they trade for somebody. You know what I mean? I, I still think they have moves to make. You know what I mean? I agree as well. Speaking of other moves, biggest surprise of free agency which, to me, this one is not a surprise. Fred Van Fleet resigns in Toronto. Houston, as we said in the last show, paired, well, they got um, Christian Wood, paired him with DeMarcus Cousins. Atlanta got Gallinari and Rajon Rondo, or Rajon Rondo, whatever his first name is going by. What I think was crazy is the Celtics doing the sign and trade for uh, to give away Gordon Hayward. Dude, I I, I really to, don't know what Charlotte is doing. Like that made no sense, and then signing him to that stupid extension. Like, pardon my French, but you know, to give him that money, it just didn't make no sense. Why you say that? Well, I mean, they like as as I said in the last show. Who do the Hornets have? They're kind of in a situation where they need a player. You know what I'm saying? And you need a scorer because you let go of Batum. And really and truly, outside of Devontae Graham, you really didn't have a scorer. So you kind of in a situation where you kind of got to get somebody. But listen, to me, the reason why it doesn't make sense is because you turned down, you let Kemba Walker walk, right? Mm-hmm. Just to give Gordon Hayward money, and Kemba Walker gave you an identity. You, you drafted him, like that. I would have rather but bit the bullet and gave Kemba Walker extension and keep him there and build. Yeah, he don't he don't gotta be the best player on the team, but at least he could hold you down. You know, Kemba. Kemba was arguably the best player they had on that team, and to to trade to do all these antics and get Gordon get Gordon Hayward isn't going to make them a, a, a top five seed, a top six seed. Like they'd be lucky if they competing for the seven and eight seed. Right, right. You know, you talk about who they have. Mm-hmm. They just drafted Lamelo Ball, so you got your. Like, how does Lamelo Ball and Gordon Hayward? Gordon Hayward needs the ball, no? I mean, and so does Lamelo Ball, and he's gonna be a rookie, gonna make rookie decisions. Like, I just rookie mistakes. 
for sure. You know, I just, when I think about rookie mistakes, I just think about Iman Shumpert pulling up on four people, you know, for a jump shot, like that kind of stuff. And Lamelo definitely yeah, could be that kind of player. Don't, don't, don't remind me of those days, bro. Don't even remind me. I'm a Knicks fan, bro. <laughs> I bask in my sadness. All right, I floss in my soul sometimes. It'd be, you know, it'd be a little sad, but I'd be all right. Well, since you flossing in your sauce and whatnot with the Knicks, the Knicks is over here cleaning house, and they didn't trade for Russell Westbrook. Amen. Or, listen, or, you know, do what they did with Carmelo and trade the whole farm to get him. Thank God they didn't do that. How 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 are you looking at Knicks free agency right now? I mean, it definitely wasn't. I don't think free agency is ever what a Knicks fan wants it to be. But I will say that, like, I'm happy that we haven't done anything too stupid. I, th- I think I'm happy that they didn't retain a lot of those players. I think going forward, the only person that I don't want to see in training camp, truly, honestly, and you know this, it's Julius mm-hmm. Randle. That's the only player that I wish they would trade somewhere. Trade him to like the Utah Jazz or something. You know, like. But what would you get from Utah? I don't know, man. I like um, I like the little, the little Australian dude. Ingles. We need to stretch for like him. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I I. I'd take Ingles too, but I don't know if I'll trade Julius Randle for Ingles. I mean, I'm just trying to find somebody that they, you know that the Knicks guy actually use. But yeah, in terms of like, is it the best free agency? No, but I do like what we did in the draft. I like Obi Toppin. You know, I like a couple of the guards that they drafted. It's it's starting to look like a Kentucky pipeline. The only thing I did, oh yeah, you talk about uh, who they picked up. They signed Michael uh, Michael Gilchrist. Gilchrist. Well, uh, he is what he is. Uh, clearly, the Knicks are trying to build a defensive identity, and he's a great defensive player. And that's about it. Can't really shoot. His jump shot is awkward. The mechanics is way off. But he is a player who he basically he is what he is at this point. And you know when you play him, you're gonna get a. Uh, a quality defender and that's about it it's a good pickup for the Knicks because it was only a one-year deal and like I said he he's a good defender good perimeter defender and he fits Tom Thibodeau's system which is defense defense first and then offense later you know what that reminded me of when they signed him and I put it in the chat it remind me of when Melo scored like sixty two in the garden or something like that. <laughs> Michael Gilchrist guarded him the whole time. And Michael Carter Michael I keep calling him Michael Carter because I just think about Michael Carter Williams for some reason. But Mike but Gilchrist right. guarded Melo the whole time and got cooked, got knocked out, got got schooled. And now he's on the next. So Melo had like sixty two. I was like, God, bro, why didn't he buy VC? 
You should have bought some VC. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> for, those, for those of y'all who don't know or don't play 2K, you need VC to upgrade your player in 2K. You need to go to Hassan Whiteside and buy that T-shirt that Hassan Whiteside had, bro. I was just trying to get my 2K rating up. You needed that shirt that night. <laughs> oh man, listen. You got you got knocked out, bro. You got that's the equivalent of getting knocked out on the basketball court. Hey, listen. You, hey, you you doing perfect with these segues, bro? Listen. Because little did you know, I was about to tell you about how our boy Nate Robinson, uh, who was wearing Knicks colors, by the way, uh, had a fight with uh, Mr. Problem Child himself, Jake Paul, and he went to sleep. Like, I mean, sleep, sleep. Like, like you remember when, uh, when Debo got knocked out on Friday? Yeah. Yeah, you went to sleep like that. You gonna cry in the car? I felt he definitely gonna he definitely gonna cry in the car. And then the fact he was wearing next colors and they got knocked out like that. Like why you gotta wear next colors, bro? He played for like seventeen. Now we gonna get blamed for that? Talking about he gonna do it for the culture, hey, the, do it for yeah, NBA the, family. Hey, the Knicks 0 and 1 in the season didn't even start. That ain't the Knicks fault. Right? They ain't signed him in like 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm yeah. like he played for the Knicks in like what, like oh four or something like that. Like oh five to Whatever, ten. It hasn't been. Or it's, we, it's been no, literally like ten nine. years. Like, come on, that's not the Knicks' fault. We not claiming he's, that, bro. Hey, but he still had most of his success in New York. You know, he had the three slam dunk titles. And he shot against the other, like, the other person's uh, basket and all kind of crazy stuff. Remember them? them, them. Man, hey, listen. That was, I'm going to explain that. All right. That was after the bat, after the clock expired. It was a game, it was a game against the New Jersey Nets at the time. The clock expired. Nate Robinson took a shot on New Jersey's basket. Mike D'Antoni, who was the coach at this time, got pissed, benched Nate Robinson for the rest of the game, and then another 14 games afterwards. Then, when the Knicks had injuries to all their point guards, they said, oh, guess what? You know what? We're going to play you. So they played. he played him against the Atlanta Hawks, New Year's Day. And I remember that game because I watched that game the other day. And Nate went off for 40. If I'm not mistaken, it was 40 plus. And they had him come off the bench. And then they traded him. You gotta love, you gotta love Mike D'Antoni, bro. The only guy had to be like, you got talent? All right, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Jamelin start over you. All right, cool. All right, and yeah, he got knocked out by Jake Paul. And I was sad, and I was on Twitter, and I was crying for everybody keep atting me because I'm a Nick fan, y'all, bro. What happened to your man's? He's not my man's, all right? I ain't teach this dude to box. Why everybody in the NBA ain't paid for him to get boxing lessons? Floyd Mayweather want to go on Instagram talking about he's sad for the culture or whatever. Why you ain't teach him how to, how to, how to guard? 
his stance was very, very unorthodox, bro. Like, like if you actually watch it, like if you actually watch it, like Nate was literally like fighting as if you know this was a street fight. Yeah. Like he just kept charging at Jake Paul or whatnot and just throwing punches very wildly. Like it wasn't very, you know, boxer like. Didn't have the most poise in the ring. I'll say that much. What I will say is that ain't the Knicks' fault, all right? Why didn't he go to Mike Tyson and be like, bro, I don't know how to box. Teach me how to box. This dude was on the same car with all these boxers, and you look like you look like a scrub, bro. And Jake Paul could actually fight, dude. That dude was actually he, – he was – bro, he knocked him – he hit him three times. Did you see it? Did you actually see it? He did. He did. Yeah, I did actually. I, I watched. I made sure I went and watched that fight. Cause if you on if you on Instagram and or Twitter and you see the amount of memes that's being made, I had to go watch. I had to go watch it. I wasn't even home when the fight was on to watch it, but I had to go watch it after. Oh, that whole that whole pay per view was crazy. Like, it was the most. It was celebrity I, pay-per-view thing I've ever seen in my life. It was the funniest thing ever. They made fun of boxing. I was ha- I was ha- I was happy. Listen, I th- I believe every boxing match from here on out should be on Thriller. Uh, That's just me. Wiz Khalifa had a concert, and for those that don't know, Wiz Khalifa is my favorite artist. Wiz Khalifa had a whole concert. French Montana had a concert. And then I'm not gonna lie, I, let, I stopped watching after the undercard. Hey man, I watched for two fights and two fights only, and I was done. I paid attention literally right. to two fights. But, but in the main event, you had Iron Mike Tyson versus my favorite fighter, Roy Jones Jr. And the fight ended in a draw. Now, I've seen a whole bunch of people getting upset that it ended in a draw. I did too, but a lot of people were also upset that it didn't end in a knockout and whatnot. Hear me out. They already said that it was an exhibition. There wasn't supposed to be a knockout. And... A winner was not going to be named. So. They already stated that. So it doesn't surprise me that there was no knockout. And it doesn't surprise me that the fight ended in a draw. I can understand that it shouldn't been of uh, it shouldn't have been a like a. It was an exhibition, so it shouldn't have been as violent as a regular boxing fight. But you could tell Tyson wasn't fighting the way Tyson usually, you know, in his prime would fight. You know what I mean? Tyson usually come to take your head off. So I mean, it was it was just right. I, I I forgot about Roy Jones Jr. But I remember like when we first started like talking and hanging out and stuff like that in college. We used to talk about him so much and being your, your favorite fighter. We used to go on YouTube together in the office and watch all his fights. It, it was sad to see them both. It looked like, 
you know, I think the 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 jewel of the entire pay per view was Snoop Dogg, bro. When he said that it was too old, old ass men just fighting to for some. I, I don't know if they was making any money off of it, but you couldn't tell me that like they got in that, the ring just to like fight each other. It was just like it didn't really feel like anything serious, you know. Hey, I mean. I was told that I wasn't missing much. I did catch parts of the fight. And every part I did catch, they were pretty much holding each other for majority of the fight. Roy Jones Jr. did throw, like, one, like, a no-look punch. And it was kind of funny. And it was cool, I guess. But, like, yeah, man. It was a fraudulent fight. It was a fraudulent fight. (sighs) Speaking of fraud... G Herbo got arrested on credit card fraud charges, which is wild. This is federal fraud. I seen him trending on on Twitter. I thought he dropped like a mixtape or something, and I was like, "Oh, this is about to be fire!" And then they said he bought like some kind of special poodles. I don't know. He bought private jets, car rentals. All of that. Private jets, car rentals, whatever. I started thinking, like, his girlfriend going to be tight when they got to return them bags, bro. Because if they, because if, imagine they, t- they going to start taking her stuff. They're going to be like, hey, he bought that, right? Got to give it up. Give mm. it up. Yo, Matt, thank God he didn't propose, bro, because she'd have been sick. Mm-hmm. Yo, but it, it's getting yeah, crazy out here for these rappers, though. Like, all of these dudes, everybody, it's like a manhunt on rappers, man. Like Casanova is wanted by the FBI on racketeering charges. Yeah, man. Which was wild to me because I'm sitting here scrolling Instagram and I seen Casanova got arrested. Well, I seen him being wanted. I don't remember if he got arrested or he was being wanted. But he hasn't turned himself in. Right. Right. So... He's wanted. I seen it and I was like, whoa. And then I seen G Herbo. I was like, whoa, what's happening right now? This is why, like, as an artist, you got to be versatile, man. See this? Somebody told you I got, like, like 17 mixtapes. Like, I got, like, so many different genres. So they can't, like, the FBI can't run up on me like this because I got, like, uh, like a country mixtape. You know, I got, like, a reggae. You know, I was on all of them. All of them tings before Drake, you know. I was actually the one that put Drake on to, like, the reggae tip through my mixtapes, you know, which is, like, 17. Dude, we're not going to get into all of them, but, like, <laughs> I be in the studio with all of them. I told Casanova mad long ago, like, bro, you got to get into the, the country stuff. Remember Nelly dropped that joint over and over again? I was trying to tell Casanova he got to do a remix to that. But he wasn't hearing me, bro. But, you know, yo, free the guys, bro. Hopefully everything work out for Casanova. You know what I mean? But this is why you got to be versatile as an artist, man. And, you know, like, like ASAP. You say ASAP dropped a cover of, like, a Rod. I don't know who, what song. But he dropped the cover and it was, like, a country song or something like that. He was out here singing, like, melodies. He got that from me, too, you know, but. Did he, did he, did he, did he also get Rihanna from YouTube, bro? Cause, cause, 
Cause Rocky, Rocky, Rocky's dating Rihanna right now. I don't know if you peep. A lot of people don't know, bro. Before I got with my girl, I've been with my girl for like three years. But before I, before I was with my girl, though, me and Rihanna had a thing. I, I ain't really want to blast it off like that. But you know, like, it's alright though. It's alright. You know, like, hey man, in the industry, they what? love, they love taking turns on things. ASAP actually hit me before those reports got online. And was like, yo, you got, you know, I, I gave him my blessing. Cause I told him I love my girl and I'm happy with with my life and where I'm at. So like, I ain't taking nothing personal. But you know, if that's what Rihanna want to do, you know, I don't got no hair, so I don't got to get my hair braided no more and stuff like that. But you know, all power to Rihanna. You know, I'm happy for ASAP and Rihanna. But I mean, if this is if this is what helps you sleep at night. <laughs> like don't 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 come for me, Ty. We ain't gonna talk about we ain't gonna I, talk about I, this I, stuff, right? Listen, like I said, if this is what helps Bro, you sleep at night, hey man, then hopefully you sleep very well at night. <laughs> Rihanna had called me right after that stuff, and and I was trying, you know, I was being a good friend. I consoled her, and then that's when. I, yo, I had it before. I had her before Travis Scott. I had her before before ASAP. Bro, I put her on the Drake. Bro, a lot of people don't know. I was at the Ponder Replay video shoot, and then I put her on to the Drake mixtape. You know, it's crazy. But also, what people but also what people don't realize is that Drake got his look from you. Drake got his whole flow, his whole style from me, bro. Like. If you look at me in the mirror, yo, I look at myself in the mirror and I get mad at myself that, like, I let people know the formula. You know, at, at the end of the day, like, if, yo, Drake got lipo. I ain't need to get lipo, bro. I like my stomach. You know what I mean? <laughs> Drake, Drake just try to be, like, a better version of me at the end of the day. He can't do it, and it's high, bro. But, like, it's all love. You know, like, I listen to all of Drake's albums all the time because I support the movement, you know. I'm a wavy guy, so I don't hate. But you know, he, he took, bro. If he, we don't even. Why, why, why are you getting me all riled up on this stuff, bro? You know, you gonna make me have to call the president. You gonna make me have to do things out. Yo, come on, Ty. Come on, come on, come on, bro. Come on, let's keep it pushing, bro. You gonna call the? You gonna call the president? You calling the president elect? Because you know, the president elect. Speaking of that, I gotta call both of them. And put them on a three-way line and squash the beef, bro. Because I need Trump, and then I need Joe Biden. So every I need everybody to get along, man. Because this is America, and and you know we shouldn't be beefing. This is a a one nation, under God, indivisible. Did I get that right? Indivisible, indivisible. <laughs> I don't remember, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> indivisible. It's individual. Or individual. <laughs> I'm not too sure, but one nation under God, indivisible. One nation. I don't remember. Come on, man. <laughs> Yo, I'm not even about to help you neither. I'm not you even know, about to help you. Speaking of Joe Biden, yo, did you hear? He got like a, a hairline fracture playing with his dog, bro. You know, so he got his uh, he got his own problem. Huh? We shouldn't even be worried about. My thing is how did. My thing is, how do you how do you do that? Like, do you slip on grass and then 
you know. Bro, he older than like he just old. Like that was the biggest knock. You was about to say old. You was about to say older than dirt, wasn't you? Come on, you the president. I ain't gonna talk about it. all the president old. Though. All of them presidents is old. I ain't the youngest one was Kennedy. You see what happened when they put the young boy in the office, bro? Like, you know, you know, it get crazy. It get crazy. Yeah. But listen, what's crazy is neither one of us about to get to go to Super Nintendo World in Japan. Universal Studios. Bro, me and my girl like to travel. And, you know, I already been to, like, Hong Kong. So, it ain't nothing to go. Have you really? Went to Hong Kong. I was only in Hong Kong for, like, 29 hours, though, because I had a layover. But I was in Hong Kong, though. It count. It count. It count. That do not count. I was on the streets. It was wild. I... Yo, I, bro, I was over there. Oh, God, bro. And, and actually, talking about my mixtapes, I had recorded one of my mixtapes while I was over there, bro. I was in a studio in Hong Kong, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like, it's some crazy, it was a crazy beat, bro. It was like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to give away which, the song. Which 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 mixtape you, you did? Too much, bro. You blasting off my spot, bro. I can't be giving it. Yo. <laughs> they going they listening, bro. You, you see how hard it is out here for the rappers, bro. If I let everybody know I got all That's these sick mixtapes out here, that offense gonna be on me, bro. And then, then they're gonna start be on the podcast, bro. Then we gonna have to do the. I, God knows where I'm gonna have to record from after this, bro. Come on, chill, man. Like, don't be blowing up my. Ch- don't be. Don't identify me like that, bro. You know, like I don't need no everybody knowing everything about me. Like, I'm an individual. And, and you know, I make my moves, man. I, I does what it does, you know. I, I take I, t- I take care of things. That's all. It's that's that's all we got to talk about, folks. That's listen. I'm let's listen. If he didn't know, now you know. That's it, bro. I told you you got to throw some bass to that. You know what I'm saying? That was actually the base. That was actually like the, the point of one of my mixtapes specifically. I'm gonna tell you off the air though. You know, like that was it was. I had a mixtape specifically based on bass. You know. You know now. All right. We'll be back again. And that's that's it. That's it. We out of here. You just you just don't end it like that.